0: I'm Lex, and I love board
1: games.
2: I'm Matthew, and I
1: love video games.
0: And I'm Shay, and I also love video games. And this is the Virtually Analog Podcast, where we explore board game arena and the ever-blurring line between board and video games. Welcome back, Matthew.
1: How's it going? Good. Yeah, it's
0: good to be back.
2: I'm excited to talk yeah. about uh, the games today.
0: Are you Are you
2: really, though? <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> Just waiting to find out, I
0: guess. <laughs> Um, yeah we we decided to pick two more cooperative games if you haven't listened to our last episode it was we did pandemic and Forbidden Island to the best uh, cooperative board games that Bga has to offer and this week I wanted to kind of follow in that vein and do two of the and what I considered uh, the best cooperative card games on BGA I thought you were gonna say that um, instead
2: of the two best the two worst. <laughs>
0: and, the and there's a little preview on how <laughs> Matthew feels about it. no. no. Um, so yeah, we played the Crew and its sequel, The Crew Mission Deep Sea, both available on Board Game Arena. And uh, before we get into them, I just want to say how kind of how rare that is for a uh, board game publisher to allow like a sequel or an expansion to happen on board game arena usually when they agree to let a game be on board game arena it's so that people will go out and buy the extra stuff right yeah it's like it's like a de- they want to like do it as a demo and then if you want to play all with all the extra stuff and the sequels and stuff they want you to go buy it but uh no cosmos games did really cool did a really cool thing where they said hey this is the crew you can play it on board game arena and here's the sequel and we'll also let you play it on board game arena and I just think that I, I just have to applaud that because I think that's uh, that's pretty rare in the uh, board game industry to see. And yeah, so I appreciate that. So anyway, Shay, do you want to tell us all about The Crew? I'd love to, Lex. In the cooperative
1: trick-taking game The Crew, the quest for Planet Nine, the players set out as astronauts on an uncertain space adventure. The eventful journey through space extends over 50 exciting missions but this game can only be defeated by meeting common individual tasks for each player. In order to meet the varied challenges, communication is essential in the team, but this is more difficult than expected in space. The game was designed by Thomas Singh with art by Marco Armbruster. Uh, it was published by Cosmos games in 2019, as like said earlier, and it was developed for board game arena by Mr. Ghost, and
0: Leo Casero. Yeah, so uh, once again, we have a BGA description that's not super, and <laughs> I'm sure that's I don't you know translated by the, from the publisher from another language, but uh, <laughs> um, I think that um, you know a cooperative trick-taking game is exactly kind of what sums it up. Uh, if you've ever played anything like Hearts or Euchre. Those are trick-taking games, which are something that I found is kind of like if someone has never played those kind of games and has no idea what a trick-taking game is, it's kind of hard to explain, actually. (laughs) Uh, You just kind of have to play it and figure it out. Uh, Basically, this game has these missions, and on these missions, they take place in rounds, and each round, everybody's going to be playing one card, and whoever plays the highest card wins the trick. So each round is considered a trick. You have different colored suits of cards, numbered one through nine. And then you have four trump cards that are little rocket cards that will always beat the colored cards. Uh, They'll always win the trick. And in this game, um, depending on what mission you're playing, you'll set out a certain number of these little mission cards, which are mostly little tiny uh, versions of the colored cards. So let's say the mission is like a pink nine. Uh, it's a tiny little pink nine that means whoever has to take that mission has to win a trick with the pink nine and usually that means you have to hope that that person has the pink nine because the pink <laughs> nine is the highest card of that suit um but yeah the there's a little bit of communication limits as well um you can't really say anything about your hand but you are allowed on most missions you're allowed to place one card from your hand down and say if it's the highest lowest or only of a certain suit Uh, that's pretty much it for communication and where the game really shines is the first starting you know five or ten missions are fairly easy and as you there's like the description said there's 50 of them and as you play more and more they get harder and harder and the the uh the the Sorry, the um the difficulty curve really spikes pretty quickly, and that's that's something I really like about this game. Um, but yeah, so I think um that's one of my pros is that I really like the diff- difficulty cu- curves. I think that the other thing I like is how short the missions are. And the short, the nature of the short missions make it very flexible. Uh, you can bust this game out as like a filler game in between longer games, or you can play this game for hours and hours and hours. Like you, you know, you can just play a couple missions. If everybody's bored or sick of it, you can just stop. Or if everyone's having a great time, you could play this game for like four or five hours. So uh, that's that's kind of my big pro. What do you, what do you guys think? What what are some of your other pros? Um,
2: yeah, I can give my pro. Uh, Yeah, I think the communication aspect of the game, you know, how you can only uh, give your teammates one tiny little piece of information uh, about your hand is interesting, especially around kind of like a tabletop where, um, I don't know, it it felt a little different because we were in Discord, um, we had, you know, voice comms in order to play the game. Um, I could definitely see around a table using that communication tool could make it uh, interesting and kind of suspenseful to playing around it.
1: Uh, yeah, you guys kind of covered mine, my pros there. Um, I really enjoy how, like, you can, like Lex said, you can kind of sit down and bang bang out around. If everybody likes it, you can keep going. Or if everybody hates it, you can be done right there. Um, but I really enjoy like the the limited communication that you have with your teammates in a cooperative game. It makes for like a really tense atmosphere, like Matthew said.
0: Yeah, we talked about that a little bit on our last episode, where it's really hard to uh, create tension in cooperative games, right? Yeah. Um. And and this game, it has it in spades. It's just like really. <laughs> It's really, really tense, Um, especially as people are starting to learn. And even as everybody gets good at it, like the harder missions become a lot more about luck, Um, which kind of goes into my cons for the uh, for the base version for the crew search for planet nine is that uh, the way that the mission cards work is it's very luck based, especially it's it's not as much of a problem when you're playing with three players like we were tonight. But when you're playing with four or five players, there are some times where you can deal out the cards and the missions that come up, and there's just literally no physical way to win. And there's no way to know that at the beginning of the round because you don't know everybody else's car, everybody else's cards. But at the, you know you can spend. 15, 20 minutes agonizing over like, how are we going to pull this off? And then at the end realize, well, that was just impossible. There was no way to do it. Um, like I said, in a three player game, that happens a lot less often, uh, but it is something that happens. And it, it's probably one of my minor cons. My, my, more, my, my bigger complaint is that this game does not play well at two players. Uh, which is one and two players is how I play most of my games. And a game like this just doesn't work very well at two. <clears throat> um, there is like a two player variant, but I don't find it engaging at all. And it's a really luck based. So um, what about you guys? What, what's your cons? Yeah. Um,
2: so I know I said that the communication aspect was like one of the coolest things about the game to me, but it's also my least favorite part about the game um, i <laughs>
0: your pro is also your con huh? yes <laughs> um,
2: perfectly balanced i i think that i don't know something about the fact that you're working together but you can't really work together to the fullest extent that you know you would be able to if you all knew each other's cards uh, it bothers me but i understand that it's a taking game if you knew each other's cards it wouldn't be a game it would just be oh yeah you have the one you play that i'll play this um, so i think that is uh, just a personal preference you know in cooperative games i love um, the maximum amount of player communication and interaction as possible and this one is just not it's not a game that that's not how it plays so uh, just a personal gripe but no, no, uh, to no fault of the game at all.
1: Yeah. My, my cons, I, I, you know, I know that Lex said that you, you really enjoy this part, but I think that the difficulty of the tasks ramps really strangely.
0: Um, you know, I, w- for... I will, I will note I'm, I more so mean in the sequel game, which we'll talk about how it's different. Oh, okay, I, I sure. definitely agree. I definitely agree with you in the base game, the, the diff- the ramp is definitely very strange yeah
1: yeah it's weird cuz it's not really getting harder but like at the same time it can be impossible to do like mm. five or six missions in like it's it's very difficult to explain um but i i just think that the the tasks that you're given for the base
0: game are are they just they just ramp strangely yeah. um and the problem is, is that there's no like power level on those. So like the the mission deck is shuffled between each mission, and the the difficulty is based on for most missions is based on f- f- just getting more of those cards. Um, but the difficulty of those cards are purely based on the randomness of how the the main cards are dealt out. Right. Right. So you basically have two randomness factors that sometimes can just completely screw you through no faculty of your own. It's not like we, most of the time when we lose, it's not because someone like misplayed really badly, although that can be the case, um, especially when you're playing with new players or you're playing with me, that can definitely happen. (laughs) Um, But um, yeah, I think that sometimes the, the randomness of how the cards, now that being said, I you know we talk about randomness we talk about a lot on this podcast. This game <laughs> Almost is short constantly. enough. Yeah, this game is short short enough where if you deal it all out and it's you know the RNG is bad and you just lose, it's like okay, let's just play the mission again. You know, it's like Yeah. um it, it's a lot more annoying in the physical like playing this game physically when you shuffle all the cards and then you deal them all out and then you're like well, we lost immediately. I have to take all the cards back up, shuffle them all again, <laughs> deal them all out again. It's a pain in the ass. So that's one thing that Board Game Arena has that uh, is a leg up on the physical version of this game is all of that is automated for you, which is really nice. But Yeah.
1: Um, the other uh, thing I have here is is that I wish there was a chart or a table or something with, like, denoting which cards have already been played. Yeah. Um, but I think that might be... Uh, uh, too easy. Baby yeah, mode I as think Lex
0: put it. <laughs> I did yeah. put it as easy <laughs> baby mode. Um there are some people that definitely agree with you, so much to the point where on the sequel game, which we we're just about to talk about, that is an option you can turn on when you start the game is like display the discarded cards at the bottom. Um so I did yeah, like, like that a lot, that, although I didn't
2: use it as much as I should have, the history.
0: Um no, we yeah. So that what we did have what happens on BGA no matter what you, whether you turn it off that off or on, is there's the history of the what's been played before, which has to happen on BGA. There's no way to hide those logs. Um, so you know it's um, it, you could always kind of like count using the history if you wanted to, but it's it's a little different um, on the the sequel game where like literally when you play the cards they get discarded down to the bottom where and put in order so that you can actually just straight up see them um which which definitely makes things easier but if you know there's nothing wrong with playing a game a little bit easier you know especially if you're having trouble with some of the later missions i i I don't think that um you know a game necessarily has to be more difficult to be good right so Right, and you that's know, if, why
1: you called it easy baby mode, right? It's because there's <laughs> no problem with using it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, where are we going to put this on our tier rating? And um, I don't know. I, I, I think we should take Matthew's opinion <laughs> on this with a grain of salt. Don't <laughs> you think, Shay? <laughs> I'm not
1: going to touch that one. <laughs> I did as well as my teacher
2: explained Matthew. it.
0: That's, that's very true. You don't need to blame yourself. There's two, there's two factors here. One, I did a terrible job teaching the game and uh, especially the strategy of it. I tried to like kind of get it to click for you on your own. And Mm -hmm. um, I think the, the bigger issue here is that you have not eaten like all day today. (laughs) So trying, trying to, you would be shocked about how much about me. Yeah. yeah, How much like food and sleep can really change your uh, like, you know, ability to make board games click. I also There's, just probably so did not
2: read the rules as carefully as I should have. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay, Tier, what what are we thinking?
2: Personally, uh, I'll hold aside my personal gripes. In terms of uh, <laughs> like cooperative board gaming, I would give this one a high B or an A. I think it's yeah. a great co-op game. Awesome.
0: Huh. Shay, are you, are you ready to award our first S tier? No. No? Okay. No,
1: I was going to give this game a C. A C? Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. No. Wow, I, Shay.
0: I thought this was one of your favorite games.
1: It is, but like this, I'll be honest with you, the release of the sequel has really kind of
0: oh, dimmed its luster. On you know? Okay. All right. Well, I'm fine. Okay. But if you want to put it, it at like a B. One, I'm fine with like a low B for this one. Yeah, and then we'll we'll, uh, we let or let's just say mid B, mid B, mid tier B, and we'll 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 uh, discuss what what that means for the sequel. So, yeah, um, we'll just jump into the sequel here. The the crew mission deep sea in the trick taking card game. The crew mission deep sea. You and the other players were together to search for the lost continent of Moo. Uh, This new adventure takes your crew deep down into the abyss on a search for the fabled sunken land. How far you get depends entirely on how well you work together as a team. Card by card, trick by trick, your search party will discover the challenges that lie ahead and forge a path to Moo. This new version of the crew has the same innovative cooperative trick-taking mechanisms as the highly lauded original game, but with some exciting new surprises. While communication between your crew members is severely limited by your submerged state, It is also critical to your success. Finding the hidden land in the murky depths depends not only on winning tricks, but also on carefully negotiating the order in which they are won. If things don't go as planned, you might just be able to salvage the operation, but it'll take near flawless execution and perhaps a little luck to finally reach Mu. So I don't think we really need to go too much on the pros and cons for this one because it's very, very much a similar game. But I am going to make some quick distinctions on uh, what makes this game different. And the big thing is the mission cards. So, in, like I said, in the base game, the mission cards are basically just mini versions of um, the, the cards that you're playing with. And you're just trying to win those. In the crew, Mission Deep Sea, all of the mission cards have these very interesting objectives, such as, you know, uh, I will not win any submarines. So, like, in the base game, the rockets are Trump. In this game, the submarines are Trumps. And, uh, yeah, one of the things is just, I will win no submarines. There's also some that are like, I will not win the first three tricks, or I will not win the first four tricks, uh, or I will win no pinks, or I will win no greens. Um, There's just a whole, the whole, like, it's just as big of a mission stack, but they put so much more time and effort in making those missions um, just varied and different, and then assigning difficulty layers on those cards so on the back of those cards there's little like a lifesaver symbol yeah and um if the more lifesaver symbols they have the more difficult that mission is to complete and the further you are along the missions the more of those you have to do so um yeah i think that that little change alone really really helps in terms of that strange like difficulty curve as well as like Um, the other big thing is that you can choose to pass on a mission the first time it goes around. So if like, you know, your, your mission is like, I will win no pinks or whatever. And all you have is pinks. You can choose to pass on that, which I think is a really big, uh, it's a, it's a small change, but it has a huge outcome in like the difficulty of this game. And so, yeah, I think that uh, those two, like, kind of minor things make a huge difference on how enjoyable this game is.
1: Yeah, I think those two features do a really good job of kind of balancing that randomness from the first game that, like, could prevent you from winning a, winning a round. You know what I mean? How, yeah. you know, you could just pick up the wrong cards and uh, it's just impossible to do, but you would have no idea. I think that uh the, the changes that they made in between the two games did a really good job of kind of lessening that that uh luck aspect while not completely taking it out.
0: Right. Matthew, what did you think? Did you enjoy this this second? Yeah, movie? I did. Personally,
2: I think the flavor text had a lot more like um it was more fun.
0: The this the yeah. Space Crew one was
2: was interesting, but uh it Kind of just felt like generic, like you're a space crew, you have to survive. No, that's that. <laughs> and the, the the second sequel one, I don't know, it was interesting. It was from the point of view of this, you know, submariner captain who uh, is like taking on this bumbling group of archaeologists and stuff and is trying <laughs> to keep the place afloat. I thought it was cool.
0: Yeah, I was going to mention that, um, that like the themes for both of this game these games are kind of slapped on <laughs> like obviously for for like a cooperative trick-taking game uh you would expect there to be zero theme but they have the theme in these mission things that uh you know somebody has to read beforehand and in the base version of the crew you especially after you play it, you know those starting missions a dozen times, it can get really, really old. And a lot of times when I play this on Board Game Arena, I just skip them. Um, but I, I completely agree with you, Matthew. I find the the readings for the uh, the sequel game much more um, engaging and much more exciting. Shay, what do you think about the themes for these for these games?
1: Oh, totally unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> I I appreciate that they put them in, but they. Yeah. Don't really. I mean, like no. you said, it's flavor text. You know, it's it it's doesn't... a
0: cooperative trick-taking game. There's no yeah. <laughs> reason to have a story, but they put yeah. one in there. So yeah. yeah, whatever. You take him or leave him. <laughs> Literally take him or leave him. Um, yeah, cool. So yeah, I think uh that's that's gonna do it for our discussion on on Mission Deep Sea. Where are we sticking this on the tier? Matthew here.
1: Hear yeah, I think.
0: I mean, first. it's it's the same for me. It's a high B, you
2: know, A maybe. But this one was more fun than the first one, just because it expands. I think so. Yeah, I would bump it up even more due to that.
0: Definitely an A for me.
1: I think this. I think this is an S.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: I think this I, one gets I an S a, for me.
0: I had a feeling, uh, and I I I think I agree. I think this is probably my favorite cooperative card game um there 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 aren't a whole lot of them out there especially in <laughs> board game arena uh but not only just card game specific but just cooperative as well i think that you know games like pandemic and forbidden island and different cooperative and and different cooperative games like that on board game arena uh depend on kind of this AI deck that you have to flip over and it can be kind of tedious and very very luck-based. Where this game is just so different than that, and like a lot of the tension comes on like like you really want to make the right play because if you if you make the wrong one and we all fail, everybody knows that it was your fault that that we (laughs) failed, right? Um and so yeah, I think that uh I, I yeah, I just I completely agree. I I think that my qualms with this game's Especially the second one are so minor, like almost so minuscule, almost non-existent that I am totally fine giving uh, this one an S tier. I'll also uh, note, I forgot to say this, but um, the crew Mission Deep Sea uh, was and the crew Search for Planet Nine were both implemented by a handful of people, but mostly by uh, T-Isaac or T-Isaac. I think they learned a lot and with the experience of programming the first one and they were able to take that take the bones of that and make it so much better and build it up uh for the crew mission deep sea there's a lot of different like variants and options you can turn on and off and like starting from different missions and ending at certain missions and uh, like I said like you could turn on the history of which cards have been played and resizing cards is a thing and there's like this cool watery background which I really like and you can turn that on and off, and I just think that uh, T Isaac is is doing <laughs> T Isaac is just doing the Lord's work out there, man. <laughs> like he's like uh, they are really really good at making board game arena games, and I'd love to see more more from them. So um, yeah, well that's amazing. We're gonna we're uh, Matthew unless you have any like you're never gonna come on the show again if we give this this an S tier, rating. Right? Yeah, I, um, I wanna... unless you have any strong objections. No, let's go for it. All right. We need this some, is our first need our fair first best tier game. Yeah, <laughs> cool. I wonder how fans are going to react to us giving the crew a B and then the sequel an <laughs> S. We'll, we'll see how that how that goes, but um it's fine. No matter what we do with these game like tier rating for these games, people are going to complain about it. So. <laughs> All right, Uh, so yeah, so those are the games we played. Let's move on to some news. There's a lot of Board Game Arena news to talk about. Something that's very exciting, and I don't know if I've told you guys about this already, but there is the Summer of Games calendar, which launches on Board Game Arena and launches very soon. I think uh, when this episode gets released, it will be the first day of it, Uh, from July 1st through the 31st a brand new game will be released on Board Game Arena every single day. Not an alpha game or a beta game, but a fully launched and ready game for you to play on Board Game Arena. And it even has this little calendar on the homepage where you click on the little present and it opens up. <laughs> and it, It's awesome. They've done, they've done this twice already. This is the third time that they've done this kind of event. And I'm just always so incredibly impressed with the quality of the games. You'd think it would be like you know, uh, uh, a variant of, you know, Go or something, right? (laughs) Like Just, like, really easy games for them just to, like... Because they have to do 31 of them, right? Um, But usually, most of the games are really, really good games that have really good implementations, and I can't believe... I can't believe... You'd think that there would be, like, a a lull in games released, but right beforehand, so they could, like, kind of save up for this. But that's not even true. Like just recently, like just today, they released some really great games. Uh, one that they released today was Splitto, which uh, I haven't played yet, but I've heard really great things about it. It looks awesome. I watched some people play it on Board Game Arena today. Looks really cool. There's Burgle Bros., which is another cooperative game that I'm sure we'll be playing soon. It's like uh, Ocean's Eleven, the board game, basically. Oh, nice. It's really great. Um, and then there's a couple of games in the alpha pipeline that I'm just really, really excited about, but I can't talk about it just yet because they are in alpha and, you know, when they're in alpha, we're not supposed to talk about it and, um, it might not even get released. So, um, yeah, I think that, uh, that's, that's about it in terms of board game arena news, lots of fun stuff coming, but what about video game news guys? Take us away, Shay. Okay, there's none. <laughs> um, so, thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. No, just kidding.
1: <laughs> so, a couple of weeks ago, because E3 was canceled, a bunch of like big developers had like showcases and stuff, and so we're kind of in a, uh, you know, the assumed lull that you would expect before the summer of games calendar. But it, in actuality, there is a lull in video game news. Um, the big thing that's going on right now is the Steam summer sale, which will be going for about a week when this episode drops. It ends on July 7th. There's a ton of like high profile franchises offering greatly slashed prices um, up to like 95% uh, as far as I've seen. Uh, there's all all just all kinds of games on there.
0: Have either of you uh, taken advantage? what are some of your the best games, best deals that you guys have seen? Um, uh, I, I just have a
2: steam library that's, I have like hundreds of games in my <laughs> wishlist, you know, I
0: yeah. can't remember precisely, yeah. but I just
2: went through and found a few that were down to like a dollar, you know, a couple bucks. And I was like, I might <laughs> yeah. as well get these so I can play them sometime. It's always nice to just snag those.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. um, I'll be honest with you. I knew about this sale a couple weeks weeks ago and have not really looked through it closely um so i i don't have uh my personal picks but i mean there's tons of of like i said high profile franchises that are part of this so there's something on there for everybody sure
0: yeah i know there's quite a few um digital board games that are on sale um oh man that uh, god of war is on sale i might pick that one up there you go. i haven't played through that one yet the new one yet um yeah <laughs> lots of uh oh Shay, your favorite game uh jedi fallen order that one is <laughs> only 10 bucks right yeah now.
1: dude that's not even a good sale for that game because they're trying to <laughs> unload it <laughs> uh
0: yeah oh my gosh i just paid full price for darkest dungeon and it's 3 dollars right now. I'm so livid. I need to stop. I I just need to stop looking at this. Yeah, the the Batman Arkham franchise games up to 90% off on those crazy crazy deals. Oh, like I said, um uh uh, uh digital board games Wingspan is a huge one. Uh that's 41% off right now. There's a uh, game, a tile laying game that's kind of like Carcassonne, but it's purely digital. It's called Dwarf Romantic, and that one's on sale right now. And it's really relaxing. Did you say a really Dwarf relaxing. Romantic? No, sorry, Matthew. Oh. Sorry to get your your hopes up, but no, it's <laughs> yeah. it's Dwarf D O R F. That was gonna be like a dwarf romantic. dating sim or something. Yeah, that would be amazing, <laughs> but no. What the? Uh, fuck? There's also <laughs> there's, there's an the idea for stuff. you, developers. <laughs> Take that one for no. free. Nope. <laughs> um there's also Charterstone Digital which is a uh a pretty good game. I already own that one. Uh but yeah, so lots of different games and digital board games for sale. Uh so make sure to check that out. But cool.
1: Hey well, real quick, Lex, yeah. I just I just want you to be aware that the Darkest Dungeon Ancestral Edition bundle yeah. which is the game and all the DLC uh, originally $54 on sale for 11 right now. Well, so. That's that is wild. <laughs> so it's, uh, there you go. <laughs> Just let it really sting.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that. <coughs> anyway. Yeah. So that is going to do it for us. If you guys enjoyed this and want us to grow, the best way to do that is to share the show using virtually analog. Info, all of our links to our uh, different podcast feeds and YouTube And Twitch streams and Discord, everything's on there. Um, If you could leave us a review on iTunes, that would be awesome. Uh, That also helps people find the show. The other great thing that you can do is shoot us an email at virtuallyanalog at gmail.com. We love hearing from our listeners. And if you guys have any games that you want us to talk about or news that you want us to talk about, we, or just want to say hi, uh, say what's up, how you know, tell us about how your day is going. Just shoot us an email. Our virtually analog Gmail has been just empty since the launch. So <laughs> let us know that you're listening. Let us know that we're we're doing good, uh, or bad. You know, whatever. <laughs> I was gonna say, come us... <laughs> come fight me
1: on my tier list rankings. I don't care. <laughs>
0: yeah. I take all comers. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's gonna just about do it thank you so much for listening and we will see you guys next week bye bye Bye, guys. guys